welcome back to the On The Rise podcast. I'm your host, Sarah, and it's just going to be me today. I wanted to talk kind of about, you know, that feeling of embarrassment when either you're about to do something for the first time or you are actively doing something for the first time or you just did do something for the first time and you feel like, oh my God, I feel so stupid. The first, I want you to think about the first social media post you ever made. Think about that. Like, way back when Facebook became a thing and everyone, you know, I was in middle school when Facebook became a thing and I was not allowed to have a Facebook, but I had one anyway. Sorry, mom. And the first Facebook post I ever made, I don't even want to know what it said. I almost just want to let that that time period be and never go back to it because it's definitely embarrassing. You know, I'm making posts about love because I have a crush on some kid and he doesn't like me or whatever. And right now, I almost have secondhand embarrassment for myself. Like, girl, what were you thinking? But now think about what what you're posting about, right? That we all of our first posts were embarrassing and cliche or corny or whatever. And looking at our posts now, they're meaningful and people like them and people interact with them. And so think about that, right? You're going to feel stupid when you do something for the first time. You probably don't even care now because it was so long ago. And now, you know, for let's use that example, your social media is either a place for monetization, right? You make your money there or sharing your life or sharing your message. And side note, if that's not what your social media is for and you're just out here being a hater, that's a whole different conversation. But the thing is, we're never gonna be good in the beginning. And Les Brown, when I, I took his course, on every single live that we had, we had one every week, and he would always say, you don't have to be great to get started, but you have to get started to be great. And to that I say, take it and apply it to everything you do because the only way that you can become, well, I guess just that, the only way you can become is to start. And you're never going to be good in the beginning. If it's worth doing though, you will take the time and you'll you'll kind of suck it up. What, you know, what are my tips to avoid that embarrassment? There are no tips. Just fucking do it already. I want to open a cafe one day. I want to learn how to play the electric guitar solely because I really want to learn how to play the beginning riff of Do You Want to Know by the Arctic Monkeys. I want to learn how to surf. I want to be a motivational speaker. I want to, you know, give a TED talk someday. I want to work with like aquatic animals in some way. I want to freaking do it all. But guess what? I don't know how to do any of it. So in the beginning, I'm not going to be good. And I'm okay with that. Let's let's talk about that whole motivational speaker thing. I went out on a limb and I put myself out there. The first post that I made when, you know, after taking that Les Brown course that sparked that interest in speaking for me, the first post I made probably wasn't very good. I mean, you know, the things I post now are probably a little deeper or more... Um, what's the word, relevant, then the other things I posted is really just about saying something positive. So ultimately, back then, when I had started doing that, because that was a goal that I had, I didn't really care about being good. I cared about getting started because I knew that in six months, you kind of start to uh, be able to harvest the fruit of the seeds that were planted then. So it's okay to be really bad in the beginning. It's okay to be a little embarrassed to, to make that that first post, for example. And you know what's kind of funny is actually I have 
I have moments sometimes where I'm like, am I, am I good? Like, <laughs> are the words that I'm saying getting across to people? Because you know what? I had more followers on my Instagram three years ago than I do now. What's the determining factor of why I lost those followers? Because the things I post now are very different than the things I posted then. The things I post now have substance and people don't like to be told about themselves. And at first I was upset by that. I was a little embarrassed, like, oh my God, should I just like stop posting this stuff? No, no, don't stop posting your stuff. Don't stop trying. Don't stop practicing. Don't stop going out and, and learning and buying books, right? Like I said, I'm gonna learn how to play the guitar someday and how to surf and things like that because they just, it sounds like a freaking good time to me. I wanna open up a cafe, a coffee shop one day. Do I know anything about that? Absolutely not. But is it embarrassing to go out and buy a book? No, because you're determined to learning and I think a lot of people respect that. So what's the difference in buying a book to start the process of learning and then actually applying it, right? We, we get a little embarrassed and feel kind of silly when we start applying it. And I feel like it's solely just when other people are involved because it's not just you and you. But in my last podcast, I, I did talk about it is your world and everyone else is just living in it. Your life was given to you and not given to you so you can live it for other people. You live for you. We spend our whole lives trying to not be selfish and you know what will happen to us? We die full. We die full of everything that we could have possibly given because we were so busy people-pleasing and feeling stupid. So instead we didn't do the things that we dreamed of. And that to me sounds like a bunch of bullshit because... Who cares what everyone else thinks? Who cares if you want to be a dabbler? Who cares if you're not good in the beginning? Guess what? Someone's going to come along later on and as you know, you, the fruit of the seeds that you've planted start to grow and they're like, wow, look at this beautiful tree. And they didn't see you three years ago when you were just a seed being planted. They couldn't see you then because a lot of people have that, you know, I gotta see it to believe it mindset and that's okay so just keep doing what you're doing until your true your tree is big enough for people to appreciate and that's okay it's okay that people aren't going to support you along the way when you're not good yet it's okay that people are actually going to not like you because of the things that you're doing and in my instance i it happens to be very social which is why i keep giving the example of social media because that's what I can relate to but it's the same with anything else if you want to learn how to play a sport if you want to get into being an author and writing if you want to you know let's say write get into like filmmaking and things like that right in the beginning it's you're gonna suck (laughs) we're all gonna suck we all have we all do suck at something and guess why because we haven't given it our all yet we haven't been in it for long enough yet and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. We're so caught up in thinking that we have to be great and you know you can't bring something to the table until you're great. And that's not true. I used to have this conversation with my brother all the time because he is he's so good at what he does, but the you know paralysis by analysis really really gets him. I'm we're kind of opposite in that sense, and maybe I developed my traits by watching him and being able to analyze from an outsider, like he he won't put things out there until they're perfect. That is not the way to do things. You put things out there to learn why they're imperfect and then you can fix them. 
So guess what? Maybe the three customers you have in the beginning, let's say you're, you made a product or a course or a program or whatever it is, a painting, right? Maybe your first three products, your first three customers are going to be like, eh, it was all right. But guess what? You can get some feedback from them. And then you could take that and then you could do it again. You could do it a little bit better. And then now you've got 10 customers, right? And maybe, maybe 5% of them think that, you know, eh, it was okay, but the rest of them liked it. And you can get feedback of what they liked and what they didn't like. And there's always going to be room for improvement. And I think that is the most relieving thing, but also the hardest pill to swallow because we don't want to put ourselves out there. And the only reason we don't put ourselves out there is not because of us. It's because we're afraid of what other people are going to think. And like I said, your life was given to you. Your life is about you. It feels selfish. It sounds selfish, but it's not. It's right. Wouldn't I think about it all the time? Like I, I want to learn how to surf and I'm scared because A, it's a scary thing to be on the ocean like that, but I love the ocean. It looks like so much fun. I feel like I would, my life would be improved by that. And that's something you have to ask yourself. Would my life be improved by the thing that I want to do? Probably. Whether it's in, in your career or in your personal life, in your soul, in satisfying yourself, you know, getting into the arts. I think we all need to have something and you know some sort of artistic quality involved in our lives even if we're not good at it pottery i took a 3d art class in high school and i was so bad at it but it was so much fun like to this day i'm like wow i wish i had like a kiln and a you know whatever those things are called the wheel you know to throw the clay on the the wheels to throw on or whatever it's called i wish i had one of those because although i don't know what i'm doing and I don't think I'd ever make pottery to sell it. It's just fun because who's going to tell you that you shouldn't do it? Whoever's telling you that you shouldn't do it are the people who are too afraid to start themselves. So don't listen to that. Who cares? Every single desire you have, every goal you have, every little silly thing that you want to do, it's not silly. It's that idea was given to you. The concept of learning how to do something or Advancing a skill is it was given to you because it's going to improve your quality of life whether it's financially or Spiritually or just because it's freaking fun and who doesn't want to have some fun that that's the thing. There's there's a balance to life. It's There are a lot of extremes in every direction, right? There are some people who take work too seriously and then there are some people who say oh those hippies and they take their spirituality too seriously or whatever there are going to be extremes in every direction but at the end of the day who really cares if it's something that improves your quality of life then why are we not doing it because we feel stupid it's not about feeling stupid it's about realizing that it's going to be hard but it's also going to be worth it and I'm going to fall off my surfboard a hundred times and I'm going to hurt myself and I'm going to make a fool of myself. But guess what? The people, the surfers out there, they're doing it because they love it. And I can put good money on it that if you are doing something conducive and something artistic or something that's worth doing and it's happening in front of other people, I can guarantee you that if you're a good person and you have a desire to do that thing, those other people are 
probably good people who have the desire to do the same thing. And they're likely willing to help you, not laugh at you. And if anything, they're willing to laugh with you. So don't don't use that as an excuse, the feeling stupid, feeling silly, the embarrassment. If it's going to make your life better, ask yourself why you're not doing it. Because I can guarantee you the reason you're not doing it, it's not about money, it's not about time. There's so many people, listen, excuses are still reasons. If, and I'm, I'm just gonna keep using this example because it's kind of on a non-professional side of the spectrum too, and those things are also important with the surfing. If my excuse is, oh, I can't afford it, right? I live in Florida. It's an hour drive to the closest beach. So, and probably from anywhere you live in Florida, it's probably an hour drive to the closest beach. So what's my excuse? It's an hour drive. If it's something I really want to do, I'll invest the time. Oh, a surfboard is expensive. I could go on Facebook Marketplace and probably find a pretty good one. I can, you know, there there are things that, and there's also the fear, right? So if let's say I bought the surfboard, I found a good surfing beach to work or to, to go to, to practice, and I still don't do it, then what's my excuse? Because I'm afraid or because I'm embarrassed? Could be a combination of both. And I'm, I'm also exposing myself here, so I want you guys to keep me accountable. Why are, you, why are you not learning how to surf, Sarah? It's because I'm afraid and I'm embarrassed. But we're all going to go through those things. And it, it's okay to have those feelings, but it's, it's more okay to push through them and realize that the only way anything good ever happens in our lives is when we get outside of our comfort zone. And nothing good ever happens inside of the comfort zone. It, you stay where you are. Why? Because it's freaking comfortable. You know, when <laughs> when it's a cold, wintry, rainy day and you have to get out of bed to go to work in the morning, you don't want to. You don't want to get out of bed. You don't want to go anywhere. Why? Because you're so freaking comfortable. It's the same thing in life. You have to create a really, really uncomfortable circumstance for yourself where almost like your conscience is telling you, hey, why are you not doing it? Right? Because if you know that you want to do something you have two options. One is to act on it, embarrass yourself, make a fool of yourself, laugh it off, and keep going. Or you can suppress it, like most people have, suppress that desire, suppress that urge to want to learn how to do something cool and unique and different than what you've ever done before, and suppress that urge and and beat yourself up about never having attempted to try it for the rest of your life. That one sounds pretty freaking miserable to me. So if I were you, I would I would get to writing and figure out what those things are that you've probably suppressed up till now because if it was important for you to learn how to do those things, you would have started already. And if it was important to you to do those things and you haven't started, it's because you've pushed them down because of the whatever the reasons why are the fear, the embarrassment, the excuses, the finances, whatever it may be. Everything is, every, and it sounds cliche, but everything is possible. It's possible for you to, you know, people say you can't teach an old dog new tricks, and I think that's the biggest lie in the world, because if the human is willing, I'm sure the dog is too, because guess what? They're going to have fun learning that, regardless of their age, right? So why are we not why do we apply that to ourselves too? Because 
even when you're not old, but you think you're so set in your ways that you can't learn. The only people who are really good at music or really good at sports or whatever, they're only good because they've been doing it since they were a child. That's not necessarily true. You can be a natural at something. You might have a gift that, you know, you're actually depriving the world of because you're too afraid of what they're going to think. And guess what? Even the greatest in the world, even the best in the world, they don't fit everyone's taste. Not everyone's going to support them. Not everyone's going to like what they have to offer. Not everyone's going to enjoy whatever their form of art is. Even the greatest in the world. Someone's always going to have something to say. Even like uh, Grant Cardone. He, he's really inspiring, actually. If you hear his story, and same with his wife, Elena Cardone. If you listen to their story, super, super inspiring. They are, you know, billionaires. They're creating this huge empire. It's really, really cool to follow them for, for quite a few years and see where they were to where they are now. And even under some of his ads, Grant Cardone's ads, people are commenting, oh, this is just a bunch of bullshit. They're just, you know... They say it's free, but then they're going to try to sell you a $10,000 package or whatever. Yeah. And guess what? Guess why they're billionaires? Because they put themselves out there. And you're not, you know, that person is not their customer. And that's okay. Because guess what? Someone else, the next guy is willing to pay it. The next guy is willing to take his word and say, I trust you because you haven't failed me so far. And they're going to go for it. So so what's your excuse? Right? We can get away from the concept of the arts. And let's start talking about the professional side of things. There are always going to be haters. There are always going to be people who don't like what you have to say. Who don't like what you're selling. Who aren't going to be customers. And guess what? They're just not going to be customers. And that's okay. No reason to be embarrassed by it. No reason to put yourself down about it. If No reason to lower your prices because of it. The thing is that they're to understand that people are always people are always going to be there. They're always going to be watching silently from afar or they're going to be not so silent about it because they don't want you to to thrive. But when you realize, and I said this in my last podcast too, when you realize that it's simply because they'd rather not deal with their own shit, it's so easy to just say, God bless them and move on because... Your life was made for you to live and for you to live a quality of life that sounds good to you. That, you know, when when someday you go to the grave, you don't die full of everything that you had to give to the world and that you had to give to you and your soul. Because one day when your soul moves on, it's either going to move on and be really, really fulfilled or really disappointed. Where now it's going to have to come back to earth and do this thing again because you didn't let it have all of the fun that it could possibly have and experience all of the things that this human life had to offer. So take that with a grain of salt and realize that you can do quite literally anything. And some people have that trait, including myself. I think that there's nothing I can't do. If I want to go to school for 10 years for something, I have full faith that I could do it. I don't think that anything is too hard for me until I get into it, right? And then I'm like, oh shit, this is actually kind of hard. But that's okay. I think we should all have that trait of, the only reason I'm not doing something is because I don't want to do it, not because I can't do it. And when you start living like that, and and whether it's true or not, who cares? You know, I don't know that I could actually go to school for 10 years for something. But I believe that if there was something in life that I wanted enough, that mattered enough to me, I would do it. That I could do it for that. 
because there are reasons why behind everything that we want out of life when it comes to the arts, when it comes to our skill sets, when it comes to our ability to communicate, to build relationships. It doesn't, it doesn't matter what it's in. We are capable of anything. And when it's worth it to you, you'll stop making the excuses and stop coming up with all these super valid reasons, although they're still excuses. And and just fucking do it already because you have a life to live and every day is is not a promise so why are we wasting our time and I, I'm talking to myself too here because I haven't learned to do half of the things that I really want to do right and I have excuses also but hopefully somebody will call me out in the next few weeks and ask me if I've started to do any of them because I think it's really really beautiful especially in social media that we're able to to post and share about things and then someone who's actually listening who cares can follow up and say oh hey did you do that yet and there's a certain accountability factor right because like I don't have to post on social media every day right I'm not making any money off of it no one's paying me for it but to me I'm like hmm there could be that one person listening who if I say I'm going to post a podcast on Wednesday and I don't post the podcast on Wednesday they're going to be disappointed well, that one person is actually me, but there could be somebody else. <laughs> and it's an accountability thing. So if there's something that you really, really want to do, I say utilize these social media, uh, what's the word, tools, because there's no, um, no better pressure than feeling like everyone's watching you and that you have to show up. Because if you can't show up for you, you feel like you got to show up for other people. And the reason that you're, you're posting is for you and not just for them but eventually you'll start to feel like it's for them too and there's an accountability in that so if there's something you want to do that you want to start put it out there put it out there on social media who's it gonna hurt if nothing else you are doing it for you and that that pressure of oh my god people are watching me people are are waiting for me to do something they're gonna judge me if I don't that'll kind of give you the push that you need to get started which is why I'm telling you guys that I want to learn how to surf because I really want to learn how to surf and someone needs to hold me accountable. <laughs> so with that being said, I hope you decide to take a leap today. And even if it's just Googling something, it's, it's as simple as that. Look up where to find a cheap surfboard. Look up what are the beginning steps to get started in surfing. That's as much of a commitment as it is to actually go out and buy the surfboard. That's just as important. That's just as important as it is to to take the drive to the beach with your surfboard and get in the water, right? Just the the research alone shows that you're committed to to advancing forward in that area and and that feels like a win in itself. And sometimes those small wins are what push us to to become masters and and beautiful artists in whatever area of our lives we're desiring more. So with that being said, like I said, I hope you take that leap today and don't forget to keep climbing.